The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at HeftyRenew.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. Everyone, the post match with uh, myself, Jared, and Lawrence. Uh, we'll just get right into it then, I think. Lads, what did you make of that second half? Um, Jared, we'll go to you first. I think we saw a lot of what we were asking for at half time and also pre game. So um, I mentioned at half time we wanted a bit more physicality, especially up front. So once Jack and Maccus come on, Ralston, and then Jens come on as well. It, um, you know, made it a little bit tougher there and for them and everything. Made my comment at half time about uh, Cantwell be the only one of their guys who get a crack in our team or a chance. I retract that statement. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, yeah, it was just, it was just to see. Like, it was a preseason game. 
So that's like you want to be seeing improvement from what we saw in the earlier preseason games to now. And yeah, I'm happy with that. Like Yins can play a pass. Moy needs to actually be a bit tidier with some of his passes. And um, but that'll come, and off we go. Yeah, it's funny you should say that about Cantwell because I was thinking the exact same as I was watching that. He was the one player I'd said before the game I was kind of looking forward to seeing. We both spoke about him a bit at half time, and I don't know. He just um, he definitely didn't look as though he was the was it the eleven million pound player that he was supposed to be when I think he went to Bournemouth on the last season. They had an option to buy him for eleven, which they refused. You can kind of see why they didn't take it up now. It was not a not a vintage performance. Uh, Lawrence, what about you? Did you make it the second half? Listen, uh, it wasn't, you know, what is it Mr Hargett says, the, the rip rolling, never boring, free scoring Glasgow Celtic. It certainly wasn't that. And uh, Janice touched on it. We've got a couple of things we wanted to see. We wanted to see Moy get 15 minutes. We wanted to, to see maybe Ralston come on. We were wondering where Moy was, was going to play and how it would affect the cafe. We, what we didn't get was Kyogo and Giacomacus playing up front, but we get two number sixes on with a wee eye to Europe just to see how that would work. Gents, I thought, was what good the first half as Stephen Welsh had. I think Gents has put in a, a claim for a place against Aberdeen on that, you know, time they had on the part there. I thought, Gents, you can play a pass. I think first chance of that boy get in front of him, but after that, it looked tidy enough. I don't know why the boy didn't score. They, they get a, I don't look like Jens has got anything on it. Uh, Turnbull looked really good when he came on. Didn't score well. Uh, Abada looked sharp and lucky when he tried to curl in. At the end, uh, I think he should probably have left that one to, to Moy. If Moy coming on to the ball, with had a better chance of putting it away. Ralston, I think, showed a lot more drive and, and desire than, than Juranovic did. Uh, but... Yeah, it's 2 0, it's not a 5 1 I wanted, but it's pre season. We didn't get anyone in injured. You know, and I think that centre half looks like they've got a player. Yeah. Uh, you'll be disappointed, Lawrence. You didn't get your 3 nothing at half time and you didn't get your 5 1 at full time. So what's going on there? Maybe it's just what, what pre season predictions don't count for much. <laughs> Bring you in on the punt, Lawrence. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Oh, um, <coughs> excuse me. So I thought that was an interesting point that like, you made about um, Moy and McCarthy both being on at the same time and having the two number sixes. So yeah, we maybe didn't get to see the forward pairing that we wanted, Jack Yamakis, Kyogo, see you know what kind of issues they could have caused today. But it's an interesting point, I think, that Moy and McCarthy both being on two number sixes. Do you think that is something that Angel looked to do more of in the bigger games and in the Champions League this season? play those two, maybe move McCarthy up one, because you can't ever see that McCarthy would be out of the team unless he's injured. Yeah, I, I, I can see him bring, bring that in, you know, if it's to close games out. Uh, Jared will know more of Andy's style in the past, if it's something he's been able to do. The, the thing was both Moy McCarthy, or sorry, all three, Moy McCarthy and McGregor can play either number six or can play further forward. So it keeps the team fairly fluid. With those on, but it's certainly have the two on at the same time. We looked at you know, we'd look more solid in games, but most impressive out of the midfield, probably Rio today. I think you know, so yeah. I think it's Callum and Rio. And is anyone else? Tumble looked okay, probably Shades of Riley. Yeah, I think it's Callum and Rio, and 
and probably Turnbull for next week. Uh, uh, but it was good to see the, the two number sixes. It's, I mean, I've not watched that. You know, I've watched a season of Ange and YouTube clip, uh, clips of his teams, but Jared has got a, an encyclopedic knowledge of his teams and will be able to tell us about it. That's two number six and Ange. So when he was took over at Melbourne Victory over here in the A-League, he played a 4-2-2-2 system. So he had two oh, no, that was a John Barnes system, mate. You're giving me a nightmare. No, no, no. But the way he did it, and it was really odd, was he played the two sixes, and then he had two like false nines. So playing like a left, like just either side of the box like that, and then he had wingers. So it was like four forward, and it was like four back, and it was just two midfielders. It was really odd the way it worked. But the the sixes were hitting diagonal balls to the wingers who were then playing the strikers in because they were offside most of the time on the diagonal ball, and it worked. So that's a way of unlocking things in Europe when he wants to sit back and counter-attack. So maybe he was working on that. Is there anything that looked similar about it today? Yeah. It's an interesting setup. It's probably one he could use with us because we've got good wide players. You know, we've got speed on the wings, Maeda, Abada, who I thought was excellent when he came on today. Abada offered quite a lot. Um, I was trying to think, kind of looking forward to the game at the weekend against Aberdeen and what the starting team would be and just how today's subs might impact on that because I thought actually on the right-hand side, your combination of Ralston and um, Abada in the second half worked better than Juranovic and Yota. But who do you take out to accommodate them because you're not going to take Yota out of the team. Do you switch him to the left? But then Maeda, I thought, actually had a pretty decent game there as well. So I think there's a lot of questions that um, kind of this game's thrown up. I'm not sure what you guys thought about the subs coming on and if they've any of them have maybe played their way into the, the thinking of, of a starting eleven for next week. Yeah, I think uh, Stephen Welsh might not start next week. So I think they're going to change out the back four. Yeah. I agree with that 100% as well, Lawrence. Like for me, we just look more settled defensively when we had Carter Vickers and Jens on together. Yeah, and it, you know, he, he showed some decent passing. He's a bit taller, centre-half, so I'm not tall, so I think Carter Vickers, Starfield, was six foot, as well as just under six foot. Not too sure, but uh, yeah, it definitely looked a bit more solid, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Juranovic, not his best day at the office, Tony gives a bit more drive. No, but they'd probably still go with Juranovic, a right-back. Uh, Left-back, I think Taylor kept his place, I don't know. I don't think Bernabeu showed too much. A wee bit of an oily attack on a boy, but I don't think he, he showed a lot in that game that Greg Taylor was going to be that worried. Yeah, that's my first time really watching Bernabeu. I've missed you know, his appearances in the earlier pre-season games. Um, I must admit, I wasn't overly impressed by him as such. I don't think he's... I think as the game went on, you could see that Norwich were actually targeting the left-back area and a lot of their attacks were coming down the right. I think he's a... I think he looks like he could be a very offensive fullback, and maybe not the the smartest defensively. He's the kind of player that could get caught out with the kind of ball over the top or angled one in behind him. But well, it was a winger, wasn't he? He's a he's a converted fullback because he started his career as a winger. So, so, so maybe that's shown up. Yeah, because <laughs> well, he can definitely see that his, his thoughts are definitely to be getting forward. So. But potentially, and you've mentioned it with Jens, I think he looked um, he looks a very smart defender. So maybe if he comes in and, and has that left 
centre-back position, being two-footed and being able to use his left foot, he'll actually just be able to come and cover that space that's there. And if you've got a, a Moy or a McCarthy, even McGregor, clever defensive midfield player can also just come in and, and slot in at centre-back. But yeah, I've got a few concerns about Bernabeu defensively. Going forward, look pretty decent though. For me, I'll look at it quickly with Jens before I talk about Bernabeu. There's this comment here which sums it up perfectly for today. His distribution was impressive. I want to see how he deals with high balls into our box. It might be what we've needed to complement CCV. I agree with that 100%. Like That was spot on with what my thoughts on him was today. But with Bernabeu, like, what I noticed was when we signed him, the talk was oh, he's, a, he's good going forward but not quite as good defensively. So I look at that and go, okay, so how's that much different from Bolongoli? How's that much different from Christian Gamboa when we had him? We've always had those sort of players because we have a lot of the ball, but still you've got to do the defensive side of the game. And Bernabe's problem was he got ragged out, he got pushed off the ball into the wrong position. So then the guys that should have been outside of him were inside of him when they received the ball, but then he managed to fight back to get back into position again. But you can't do that. If you're doing that in Europe, we're going to be conceding goals, especially in the Champions League. So, yeah, that's – I'm going to give him some time. I'm not going to write him off. But for me, I'm like, he's young. He's coming into a new country, different language, different way of doing things. I'm not going to be one of those people who just writes him off after a couple of weeks because, as we always say on, on our podcast, if Henrik Larson debuted now, he'd be written off as well because he didn't hit the ground running. So I want to give him a bit of time. We've got options that can cover that position and bring him along. I'll judge him in six months' time. Yeah, I think Jens will become a fixture in that defence before Bernabeu. And it, listen, you, you maybe not want to change to at the same time anyway. You'd maybe get his partnership up with Cam, Cam Vickers. He's got Taylor, who's solid enough on the, on the outside of him. Yeah, it's been too free to give us a, a bit more balance, won't it? You know, to, to you know, a left foot centre half that can play his left foot. It, it's uh, earth shattering and stuff. But yeah, so I think I think Jens has done enough to, to probably start a bit. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start against Aberdeen. Maybe, and it'd be you know, one that wouldn't be happy enough for him starting against Aberdeen. Yeah. Yeah. I think for him my only concern about him starting against Aberdeen would be if he's match fit to play. because um, I'm not sure how Involved he was with Lorient in their pre-season up till now. But, you know, going in that what, half an hour that he got, he looks like there's a player in there, definitely. You say he looked... Um, he wasn't really put under much pressure at times, but he was decent enough in the air. He was really composed with the ball on the ground. There's one of the attacks that I've um, noted down. I think it's the one Abada in 70 minutes. His shot was just off target, but it's, it's all starting from... Jens picking the ball up in deep, kind of driving forward, playing that forward pass. And he's doing the things that we've not really had from a centre-back for a while. And he just gives that balance of a, a left footer or someone comfortable with his left foot anyway in the back line. So definitely. And the left-back, I've been a big, turn, uh, big Turnbull fan, a big uh, Taylor fan for long enough. So if Bernabeu can just maybe work in training, getting his defensive aspects up a little bit, to be more than happy with Taylor in at left back. He's, he's proven himself, I think, to be the first choice in that position going on. <coughs> and, uh, I think to pick up on my little mistake of Taylor and Turnbull, 
Turnbull with his goal, has he played his way into the team for next week? Yeah, I, I'd say so. I mean, last season he was, until his injury, he played every, Ange picked him every game he was available, isn't he? So I, I think we're going to start, we're not going to drop Cal. On Rio showing the end drop in Rio, so I think the third boy that starts in the field next week on that show is Tumble. Yeah. And what, what are we expecting from him this season, Tumble? In that respect, because as you say, he played every game last season until they got injured. Then he found it difficult to get back in the team, although I think he was only back for maybe the last month or so of the season, but he didn't really have a chance to get back in. Do you think he'll be a, be the starter over O'Reilly, or do you think it's kind of those two will rotate in and out? As we said pre-game, you can have a squad of 18 players or something like that who will you know, be rotated in and out and we won't lose anything. So, um, yeah, for me, I said about two or three weeks before the end of the season, before it was announced, either Turnbull or Rogic wouldn't be at the club this season because I didn't think those two could play together. O'Reilly and Turnbull can play together, so we can rotate them, that's fine. So, I don't know, like, Turnbull, as you said, he played a lot of football. He was good until he got injured. When he came back, though, he was, like, taking two, three, four touches. At that point, we'd moved on to one-touch football. So I still think probably O'Reilly will will start next week. But I wouldn't be – but if it is Turnbull, I'm not going to be upset about it. Yeah, I think that's kind of the – the perfect point, and you see, you did make it at the start. We've got this squad now of players that we can rotate in and out, and there will be players that will come in, come out, and it's not going to lower the quality of the team. But if you look back to this point last year, it's it's night and day, isn't it? I mean, you were sitting there playing Adam Montgomery last year, thinking hey, we're going to have to talk him up because he might be the next. He might actually have to play a regular run of games in the team. Now, thankfully. You know, we're in a position where actually if we're taking someone out, it's almost like for like, high quality for high quality coming in. Yeah, I think, in, I think we've touched that a few times in games, you know, from your midfield three and your front three, five of them, they're going to expect to change during that game. So, yeah, I mean, if Tumble doesn't start, I'd expect to see him at Corner Park at some time next week. But on today's show, we'll be starting in front of Riley. What we're going to get from David Tumble? Goals? Yeah. Uh, I think a bit of frustration at times because sometimes I think he sees the right class and doesn't play it. But, you know, he's still a young player. You know, we, we, we need, you know, we need to give him time to develop. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I think big season for Tumble this season. Obviously, there's rumoured interest from, from West Ham. So, yeah, we'll be, we're looking for him to step up. But I suppose O'Reilly's got to look at Tumble's showing today and going, right, I've asked slip now, you know. I thought it was maybe going to be, be starting, but, but, but after David comes on and uh, puts one away and has a decent showing, maybe not so, so sure at the start. I thought Moyer looked to be a bit rusty. I know Jared says his distribution was a bit loose at times, wasn't it? And I, I, I think he, he just looked a bit rusty there. But yep. yeah, midfield, it was just interesting to finish with both the number six. You're thinking it as I just want to have a wee look, but. I don't say four two two two. I mean that that is John Barnes, and <laughs> we, we, we can't be doing that. Gosh, yeah, I remember when that one came out. John Barnes with his four two two two, and he was telling us it was because was it Mario Zagallo's Brazil team used to play it, and we were uh, we, we were not at that level at that time. 
FIFA had something and said that this is the perfect formation, you know. And, and I think the Brazil team had Roberto Carlos at that time at, at, yeah. at left back. Can't remember the right back, but I'm pretty sure full backs were Roberto Carlos levels to go up and down the park. I mean, did, did he even try stand at right back at one point? I can't, I can't remember. Yeah, I think he did. I think when he first came in, that's where he was playing him. Uh, young lad from Bulgaria didn't know the language, getting played out of position, and everyone's wondering why he couldn't settle in. Yeah, it was a uh, oh, Yeah, hopefully we're not seeing it too much in the SPFL. If we're needing two number sixes, hopefully that's something we're only going to need yeah, in Champions League. But yes. you know, it, it, it was an easy enough game. You know, but a stroll could could the players show a wee bit more desire? Some of them, but I thought you know, Anthony Ralston absolutely showed the desire when he came on. He, he really drove his own, didn't it? Yeah, I thought, I thought. Sorry, Jared, on you go. I was going to say we have got some comments to go through if you boys want want us to do that or. Kiss oh, yeah, stick a few on. There's a good good conversations going on there in the comments, so I'm like, we've got to go through. So Craig M said, if we're going to go wide as often, we should probably start GG. Yeah, we, we touched that first half. I, I didn't think Kyogo was leading the line as, as well as Yakamakis can, and I, I think he caused a. Knowledge more problems than Kyogo had. And, you know, he'll thrive in balls, just not turn the box. You know, he's a famous one touch finisher, Yakimakis, isn't he? <laughs> Perhaps not today, but, <laughs> you know, Kozema, the only potential change to starting 11, I would make Ralston in for JJ, but happy with either, really? Yeah, I'd, um, I'd, I'd be happy with Ralston starting ahead of Yaranovic next week as well. Um, I thought Yaranovic just looked off it. A little bit today. Um, the last couple of friendlies, I think the last three, he hasn't really looked with it since the yeah. Panic Strava game. I haven't seen. He hasn't seemed with it. No, no, he's not. He's um, he's forward plays not been as as creative as he's not a then product as normal. Although I think he did set up the goal today, so that's you know you can always fire that one back at me. But uh, other than that, like, he didn't really do that much defensively. He got caught out, and I thought he was poor in the first half in Rashida. Or Rashika, sorry, cut inside a couple of times and created a bit of issues. And Ralston's just, you know, for, for a joke figure a year ago, he's now a really solid, dependable guy that you just think if you put him in the team, he's not going to do anything flashy, but he's not going to let you down either. And he does have that in his armory that he could just, he can do something every now and again. Mobile phone companies say they offer home internet. But if their internet comes from a cell phone network, you should know. It's just phone internet, not home internet. Keep your home up to speed with Cox. Cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5G home internet. Cox is the real home internet you're looking for. Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data, Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com internet for details. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. So I wouldn't be too disappointed if Ralston started. Um, yeah, probably my other change is the one that kind of Lawrence has suggested. You bring Jens in at centre-back if he's fit enough to play. If he can last 60, 70 minutes without any issues, you'd get him in because he looks like he could be a real find. 
We'll go to this comment here now. So Ronnie Pickering begins, looks an upgrade on Julian. Yep. Then Ronnie Pickering, a, I think I know who he is. Got a few others here. So Bob J. Friendly is not anything like SPFL. Far more physical next week and low low block for most of the season. So then we've got AJS. T-Tech, I thought our squad depth helped us win that game today. But, but, but no, he's re- never really troubled this doesn't. I think Hart, Hart won decent save. You know, from, I saved with his face as well. Yeah, yeah, I thought Hart made a few decent saves actually in that second half. There was the one off his face and there was another couple. Uh, and for all it being a pre-season game and all that, I would say it did still kind of highlight some of our defensive deficiencies, and I thought a lot of them did actually come through Bernabeu because he is more of an offensive player. That will come through the season, though, once everyone gets back up to speed and once all those connections and communications are back up and running within the team. But uh, I, I thought, actually, for them not being that great, they did create a couple of chances, but they all came down that one side. So if Taylor's in there, that doesn't happen the same and you you know that come next week everyone's going to step it up a level anyway because that's when it when it all really matters and Ange just won't let them get away with anything half assed. Yep. We got this one from Danny Riley. Turnbull O'Reilly Hatate McGregor pick any three and we'll be fine. Listen, I, I think McGregor still still starts that it's the other two positions that are up. But after real today, yep. you know, I, I think that's maybe only one. Position really up for that. It's McGregor and Rio now, and yeah, it's one possession. But two more comments here for you. So, Craig M, we're maybe one or two players away from being a really good team. Um, I think we're already a really good team in our league. Now, are we talking about Europe or are we talking about our league? Listen, can I? Yeah, mind you, they've been a couple of nights. Gordon Strap was speaking. He said, you know, two last sixteen finishes, but, but, but Chris Sutton was touching on it last night. You know, Strap can get two last sixteen places in the, in the Champions League, and you know, when you look at his defenders, McManus and Nicole, with the set half PM. I think if the manager gets them drilled well, you, you, you know, we can do well. I think we've got a decent team. Some of the players like, like Bernabeu is going to just take a wee bit of time to, to bed in. Uh, but I'm overly worried. I've got Greg Taylor there who, you know, Bernabeu's got to get the jersey off. First, he's not walking in. Yes, definitely look like a player, Matt. So, a lot more happy at centre half now that you've got Kamakat, Vickers, Starfield, Yance, and Welsh, because I think Julian's time's done. But uh, after that, Sean, we, we look over there. Ralston and Juranovic, you know, Tony's just not going to give up, is he? <laughs> you know, he's just not. So, if he starts next week, you know, nobody can play. Uh, and going forward, we're pretty decent up front. Mm-hmm. Last yeah. one of the comments I wanted to bring up, sorry, Kevin, is yeah. this one here. Edward Diver, you can see progress from the same time last year, 100%. What are your thoughts on that? <laughs> it's at least 100% times, <laughs> you know, the progress we've made. God, this is... Um... I've been thinking about this for a while and coming on this show and being that this is the this is actually I'll be completely honest it's the first of the preseason games that I've sat down and watched the full ninety minutes of 
the rest of them this time I've kind of I've jumped in and out. I've watched bits of every single game, but I haven't sat down and watched them all because I've been really relaxed about it. Every other preseason for the last decade or so, we've been preparing for Champions League qualifiers or something like that, and we've been trying to build a team and put something together, and it's been an anxious time. And this time, I've thought, you know, we've got a settled manager, we've got a settled team. He signed the two big players that he wanted straight away. He's added in another couple of players. I still think, I agree with was it Craig M's comment, that we're probably one or two signings away from being a good European-level team. We've got enough that, to go in and, I think, win the league again this season domestically. Um, but, yeah, the, this whole... The improvement that we've made from this point last year have just been so relaxed about the whole summer, which has been quite unsettling, actually, when you think about it, because that's not how it should be as a Celtic fan. It's not what we're used to. But, yeah, it's uh, staggering the the levels of where we were to where we are now. There's a thing you're saying, kind of, you know, a couple of players away from being a, a good team. You know, it's, it's, it's where are we going to strengthen? Have we spent our money? You know, is it going to be loan players? But... Because we've got players in early, haven't we? You know, we've got competition for places. And I thought it was really more or less a stroll against Norwich today. Well, we're, you know, far away from playing our best. Never thought we in danger of losing against Norwich. Which, you know, it's always nice to be in that position. Uh, you know, another clean sheet for the defence. But who would you bring in now? It's the thing, you, you know, at left back, you could tell him Bernabeu, you're not going to bring in another left back. You're not going to bring, you know, Juranovic and, and Ralston, you're not replacing there. So, Seagrist is just in a, a, a keeper. You're going to change there. So, comes in. And you still get, I think, a Yeti and, and Julian in the building throwing big wages. And that's what I was going to say there, Lawrence. Like, for me, yeah, every manager always wants one or two more players. Always. Doesn't matter how much business they've done. I'll always want one or two more. But it's, who can you get that's affordable? Who can you get that's going to come in and strengthen not just your squad but your first team? And we also need to move guys out before we can bring them in. Like Julian and a Yeti need to go before we can even look at signing a third striker to develop or another centre-back. Or do we bring Dane Murray up and develop him over the course of the season once he's better back from his injury and just save wages there? Who knows? I really can't see us going out and signing two players until those guys leave. Yeah, definitely. I, I think that's the case. And even if we do, I think it's going to be, we're going to be looking at loan deals. Because if those boys leave, it's going to be beyond loan deals, isn't it? So you've still got a commitment somewhere to the wages down the line part of this season. And if a loan doesn't work, work out when they return. So, because yep. he's got a year where a year's option left, isn't he? So, yeah, but both of them, I think, best for all parties if they, if they move on. Free up some wages for us and yeah, if we do that, you never know, we might have a Robbie, Robbie Keane situation, transfer deadline night, gathered outside Celtic Park, waiting for unveiling off. Maybe. It's been a few years since we've had that marquee signing on, on transfer deadline day, so maybe this will be the one. But. There's your marquee one, just bringing Larson on a phrase, screw it. <laughs> There's going to be a lot of pressure on Jordan. I mean, he certainly knows that the Celtic strolled about enough and uh, days we've won the league in the past, has anybody's dad just to bring him on the pitch? So, but a lot. 
uh, Larson, name at Celtic. Bobby the Gibbons can play across the front three. You know, he's a goal, he's a goal scorer. I suppose it depends how much wages he'd want, and he's got to have a chat with Ange. What's his chance of getting in the team? Yeah, Krogan, exactly. Yakamar, Marcus there in front of him. So any strike, the captain talking about this, he had to chat with Neil. And, and last one up front, that's when we played two strikers, saying, how am I going to break that partnership? What's my chance going to be? And you know, Neil had to give him the chance. He's going, look, don't worry, you will get a chance. If you're playing one striker, look, two fairly decent ones, whoever you're bringing in, you've got to kind of... It's a hard sell. Yeah, they've got to say, well, I'm going to get some minutes. And if you're saying that to them, what's Craig Hogo or Yakimaka saying? Oh, wait a minute, boss. What, what have I been doing wrong that all of a sudden you're bringing somebody in in front of me or yeah. promising them minutes? But I think it's all kind of ifs and buts and maybes until we get Julian and maybe a Yeti off the wage bill, then we can maybe look at a couple of loan deals. So there's a couple of comments I want to bring up. There's one. From Marco Ross, he says, Jared, tell your Moyes story. So I told this story on this week's Soak Down Under podcast. So I can tell you if you want to hear it. Or Go for it, mate. Go for it. So Aaron Moy, St. Mirren came back to Western Sydney Wanderers. Then he signed with Melbourne City. So my, young, my older brother's a Melbourne City season ticket holder and they're playing in the FFA Cup. So like the the cup game over here. So I went to this local game against Heidelberg. A couple of minutes into the game, Moy runs over, I take the corner right in front of where I because it's just at a, you know, the local park sort of thing. As he's run over, I'm just giving it to him. You're rubbish. You couldn't cut it at St. Mirren, blah, blah, blah. Just stirred him up a bit like that. He just looks over at me, puts the ball down, goes, puts the cross in, bang, header, goal. Looks at me, blows me a kiss, runs off to celebrate. Very quiet guy does that. Ten or so minutes later, corner again from in front of us because there's one on the other side, then one in us. I'm going to give him some more. Give him a bit more lip. Puts it down, looks over, grins, puts another cross in, another goal. He just looked over at me, just like giving me a a thumbs up, wave, and then ran off to celebrate. Third time he's run over, I looked at him and went, hmm. Yeah, okay, noted. <laughs> I said that to him. <laughs> he's just started, he just laughed and kept playing. But it's one of those things where, you know, you do that, you give him a bit of trouble. But I like the way that he took it and then he just like subtle little jab back at you, like blow your kiss, give you a wave, whatever. And then it's just like, you know, and he was just it. He doesn't say much. He sounds so softly spoken. But then... You get him on that, and um, yeah, boy, can he hit a free kick or a, uh, a corner. That's all I've got to say. So we've got another guy who can do that. That's what I wanted to – the whole point of the story is he's good over a dead ball from a corner. But, yeah, it was just great to give him a bit of uh, – give him a bit of lip and see that he's got a bit about him like that. So I apologize oh. to Heidelberg fans for getting their team kicked out of the cup due to his his crosses coming in. So 3rd of September, mate, are you flying over uh, to give him a bit of lip during that game? Nah, I don't know. <laughs> it, 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 it's, it's us versus Safeco. Fly over, give him a bit of lip, get me to drop the ball in big, big Jensen's head. Couple of goals. It's got to be worth the airfare. Yeah, but, you know, it's more than likely looking like February. I'll probably be over that way, so... Oh, happy days, mate. Good fun. 
Got one other thing here from Jungle Lion. Name the Sunday team. Hart, no suggest. Uh, no surprise, Taylor. I've got to stick with Juranovic, although I think, you know, it's, it's a close one. I, I, and I would go with Kamakar Vickers, Jens, McGregor, Rio, Turnbull, Maeda, Jota, and I would start with Yakimakis up front. Okay. Um, Joe Hart, I mean, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Back four, I'd, um, based on today, I'd go with Ralston at right back, Carter Vickers, Taylor's left back, and then the other centre back, it's Jens if he's fit to play, as I said, 60, 70 minutes. Uh, otherwise, Welsh. But I think Jens long term. McGregor, Atati, Turnbull, because he's, he's he put in a pretty decent shift when he came on, get the goal. And up front, I would have, uh, I'd have my, my favourite trio. Then we'd have Jota, Kyogo, and Jack and Marquez. I'd let Jota and Kyogo just do what they want, switch sides. You know, run, run about wreak havoc. Yeah, for me to be, obviously it's hard in goals. Um, yeah, Taylor. I want I want Jens in, but I think Angel go with with Welsh and Carter Vickers just because he's been in the door longer. But and then I want Ralston at right back, um, midfield. Kelmack, Atade, O'Reilly up front. I want Maeda, Jack and Macus Abada. Abada's a good Jota. No Jota. Abada no, no. done brilliant. I mean, yeah. probably the numbers, but, but, but no Jota. The big money signing. Yeah. Time will tell. He's a, I mean, I'm a massive Abada fan. Sorry, I'll just, um, I, I do not apologise actually for liking Abada's game. <laughs> No, you, you're going to see him at some point next week, aren't you? I mean, that's the thing. We yeah. generally change five out of the front six, so he's going to get minutes. He's, he's the player we didn't talk about today, either before the game at halftime or or now. And uh, he was one of the, I think he was one of our star players last season. We can talk about Ralston being the most improved, but Abada must have been up there as being kind of the young player of the year for us because. And I'm the same with Jared. I love the way he plays the game. I love that he's that direct. The goal that he scored against Rangers in the 3 nothing game, that was just summed him up. That run from out to in on the blind side of the defender, he does it so often. And he's, he scored a few big goals for us last season as well, outside of that one. So, you know, he's not he's not a bad shout to have in that team. Big Chris Sutton was talking about... Not going, Lawrence. Chris Sutton was... Uh, just said, you know, what player, what stats, what he gives to the team. I mean, it was, it's funny you mentioned because we've got, I think, £23 million winger going into last year's contract to, you know, someone three assists last year. And when you look at that compared to a batter, mm-hmm. it's scary, isn't it? But I think you'll get, mi- get, get minutes without doubt. Uh, but I think we'll start with, with, with Jota, but I think uh, a batter will come on. But either way, if you start with a batter, I think Yota's going to come on at some point and replace him. No, reason, no doubt, Paul's guaranteed 90 minutes. The reason I said that three was because, okay, we're playing Aberdeen. Their starting left centre-back can't play against us in Liam Scales because he's our player. So straight away, they're going to be a bit weaker in their centre-back pairing. So you put your big target man who's a bit physical in there, and then you have two wingers who are really direct, and I'll just go at the, 
or just attacking as well. What are they going to do? Are the two centre-backs going to come to the physical guy or are they going to have to sag off and cover the runs in behind? That's Pick your poison, basically. We'll see. I, I, I think Yota eh, cutting in and running them. They're not going to like it. Either way, we should have enough. We should have enough to beat Aberdeen, whether it's Abada, or Yota, you know, Maeda, whoever's coming in off the wings. We should be. Eh, it should terrify them, shouldn't it? Absolutely. Nice. So what's um. Now we've had the teams, what's the prediction for next week? And what's uh, what's the prediction for the season ahead? We do fearless predictions on our podcast, so that's going to be happening this week. But, yeah, I'll I'll give my... um, I'm saying Joe Hart's going to score a goal this season. There you go. Yeah, it could be an own goal, but it's still going to score a goal. Yeah. I think it's more likely Joe Hart's going to get lobbed from about 50 yards this season. But, um... I, I, I'm going to say Rio for player of the season. I think he's going to be an absolute standing now to the rest. I think he's going to light up not just this league, but Champions League. I think he's going to have a crack in Champions League. So that's my, my big prediction. Saturday, I, I think we'll win 3 or 4 now. I think we, we will cruise it against Jim Goodwin and we'll come apart at the bus. But Ange Ball, as it says on the T-shirt, available from the penalty spot in Salt Street, will uh, pay dividends and we will crush them three or four now. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say 4 ones my prediction because I, I think Ramirez will score for them if he's fit and playing. And then, um, yeah, we'll just... He, he is a decent striker, isn't he? Ramirez, yeah. Yeah, you know. Uh, I'm surprised they, they, they kept a hold of him. But, but, but there you go. Yeah. Yeah, I'll keep the positivity up in the scoreline. I think we'll win by a couple as well. I think they've signed a couple of decent players. Actually, the boys they've signed in from MTK over here are both decent. But you'd like to think they will be strong enough and we'll win by a couple. And then, yeah, Hatate for player of the year. Good shout, Lawrence. I think he's been really impressive in pre-season. And let's go knockout football in one of the top two European competitions. Listen, last 16 Champions League, you know, if Gordon Strachan can do it with Stephen McManus and Gary Colwell, I am more than confident Ange Postacolo can do it. With Cameron Cat Vickers, and I'm actually going to say Jens is going to take, become the, his partner. And that will be a long-term partnership at the back. And tell you what, if Jens starts, I fancy to get a, a, a goal against Aberdeen at the weekend as well. Because we'll have a better threat from corners. I don't think Aberdeen will be used to pick them up. Yeah, it's touched on it. You know, they, they won't have a start in centre halves. I'm going to put uh, at least 50 pence on that in the bookies. Nice. Well, let's hope you have better luck next week than you did to your predictions today. <laughs> I generally do, mate, when it's league games. So. Uh, only get it right when it matters. That's the main thing. As long as Celtic get it right when it matters, mate. <laughs> That's the one, yes. <laughs> so, right. cracking show today, guys. Jared, it's been good to uh, you know put the put the two shows together for the match day today. So down under podcast and Axon working together to cover the match. I loved it. It was great. So, um, everyone subscribe to both our YouTube channel and Axoms. Follow everyone on Twitter, Facebook. Both got groups. Get involved in all the social media for both Soak Down Under and also with Axom, and. 
us work together because we're a great big Celtic family. And cheers to a good season ahead. Hail, hail. Hail, hail. Nice one. Cheers. Hail, hail. phone companies say they offer home internet but if their internet comes from a cell phone network you should know it's just phone internet not home internet keep your home up to speed with cox cox internet is faster and has more reliable download speeds than 5g home internet cox is the real home internet you're looking for Based on Cox analysis of UCLA speed test intelligence data Q3 2022 and Cox serviceable areas, visit cox.com slash internet for details. It's the Marketer's Report. This week, Patrizia Spagnoletto, Global Chief Marketing Officer, Direct Consumer for Warner Brothers Discovery, weighs in on the difficult task of building and retaining consumer trust. Trust is a really hard thing to build and a really easy thing to destroy. And we have to be very respectful about that. Our partnership with iHeart has really helped us build that trust and that relationship with the on-air talent. The best thing for us to do is to build a relationship with our consumers. And if those consumers have a relationship with the DJs that are on air, then we want to build on that. House of the Dragon, which was one of our most successful, if not the most successful campaign we've ever done for a show, audio is a core part of that. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. Not just a media company, iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Sports Social Podcast Network. 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 Sports Social Podcast Network.